Hello, motherfucker. Hey, hi. How you doing? You have entered the rich room. We are working on ourselves, working on our riches, and enriching our lives. I'm your host, Lindsay Sobel. Last episode, I shared my mission of finding my own path to financial freedom and true life enrichment. I'm doing real good right now. Um, things that enrich my life right now. I took a sewing class last week. I've never done that before. The reason I did that was because I was walking really fast and somehow this these um, the handle to a drawer caught my shorts and my shorts ripped. I'm like, it would serve me well to know how to fix this shit. Um, another thing that enriches my life is my daughter, Madison. She is fucking amazing and the light of my goddamn life okay I recently dropped her off at college which was difficult but I will say that we she and I talk more than we did before so I'm actually not feeling like a loss which is really good she graduated from the number one charter school in the state and she got accepted early to the University of Miami where she is now um humble fucking brag so yes I'm on my own quest to find financial freedom and I need to find a way to earn money that does not kill my soul or break my soul I read a quote the other day that said your boss will never pay you enough to live next door to him that stuck with me so yeah I'm in the beginning stages of fucking everything I thought I had my entire life figured out set and settled and it all kind of has imploded a little bit but that's okay right now I'm like the seed of a fruit tree and the last thing to grow on a fruit tree is the fruit I'm in the growth stage and I'm okay with that one day my fruit will come and it's gonna taste good all right so I kind of fucked up um Given my midlife crisis, I decided that now is the time to enter my bad bitch era or bad bitch renaissance, you know, to kind of go along with the fact that Beyonce came out with an album named Renaissance. And one main component of that is nails. Now, I've been getting my nails done for a few months now. It makes me feel hot, makes me feel good about myself, makes everything I do more emphasis, puts an emphasis on everything that I do. When I went into the nail salon, I asked for the stiletto shape. Told the nail tech that I wanted to be able to stab somebody. Well, she took that shit to heart. And she took my cuticles and then some. It should have been an indicator for her to stop whenever my cuticles started bleeding. But no, she was not deterred. And I'm too much of a pussy to say anything. So I just let myself bleed. So I get home after getting my nails done they look fabulous, by the way. And I start getting ready for my dad's birthday dinner. Yeah, 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 yeah. Soldier's DNA. Um, that's a little bit from Kendrick Lamar. Uh, I love Kendrick Lamar. Wouldn't it be great if we had, if we like hyped ourselves, we had hype men to come in and just like sing like a, a short little verse for emphasis? I would love that so much. Um, I love Kendrick Lamar so much. I've always been a Kendrick Lamar fan, but last year when I was going through my mental little thing, whatever we want to call it, um, I had gone to do a deposition in Oxford, Mississippi, and I was on the, getting on the plane back to New Orleans. 
I read that Kendrick Lamar had just come out with a new album, so I downloaded it before I got into the plane, and I hear like a little, like the first song, it's like, like it's like two little pianos, and then he goes, I've been going through something. I said, me too, bitch, oh my god. That was the start of a beautiful thing, because that album is absolutely insane. Anyways, let me get back to my nails story. So I'm getting ready for my dad's birthday dinner and I'm blending my makeup and I start beating that face. And as I'm blending the makeup on my nose, I go down and my nail literally punctures the skin on my fucking nose. I shit you not. Since I've unintentionally poked holes in my clothing, my socks, and towels, I am dangerous. I feel like Edward Scissorhands. My sister brought her three-month-old baby, my niece, to dinner, and I couldn't even hold her for fear of puncturing her beautiful, dainty little baby skin. So I think I'm going to have to go back to the nail salon. If you have a place you recommend on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, leave a voicemail or text me at 504-224-9919. I need your help. Last week, I bullied y'all into getting therapy. Um... I understand that getting therapy is hard for everybody. So if you don't want to actually go to someone, if you are just really in the beginning stages of seeking assistance in that way, I recommend that you watch the documentary called Stuts on Netflix. It's a documentary by Jonah Hill. It's based on his therapist, Phil Stutz. I watched it. I fucking loved it. And I think it is a great way to sort of dip your toe into the self-help pond. Did I actually have six therapists? I totally forgot to include my astrological therapist that I went to a few months ago. Highly recommend. He has two books as well. One, The Tools. I read it. Fucking loved it. I recommend that you read it. And... A second book called Coming Alive, which I'm reading right now. That's a way to kind of get some help without actually have to pay a copay. Or just pay out of pocket because, you know, health insurance is actually kind of fucked. Anywho, this week, my rich bitch tip to you is it is vital to your well-being to engage in some sort of physical exercise. Even if you're just walking. You can walk even if you've had a few drinks. You can walk doing anything. Last year, when I was really in the thick of the mental illness, illness, I don't know, in the thick of the mental whatever, it was a hard time. In the middle of it, though, I found walking, I stayed consistent with walking. Panic attack, walk. Anxiety attack, walk. Learning that Sophia Turner and Joe Jonas are getting divorced? Walk and cry. Crying and walking. If you walk at 5 a.m., it's dark and no one can see you crying. I've had some very good success in crying and walking. I literally be like, keep processing, keep processing. Oh, bitch, let it all out now. You fucking cry. Yeah, so do what you need to do. Pilates, yoga, weights. Get a personal trainer. Different strokes for different folks. Multiple ways to achieve the same goal. Find what works for you. Crying kind of makes people feel uncomfortable. At one of my big law jobs, 
I was sitting in my office and I had been corresponding with this stupid fucking bitch who was leasing an apartment downtown in New Orleans. And I am, as I said last episode, I'm a very determined bitch. So if I want something, I feel like I'm going to get it. Well, I didn't get this. And I kept asking her for information on how to pay the deposit. I would walk it down. I would go there, whatever. I would pay the deposit online. I would walk it down there immediately to reserve the property. She wouldn't get back to me. And when she did get back to me, she told me that the property had been rented. Well, as you can imagine, I got very upset. I got a tiny bit emotional in my office. And my partner, who I worked with, primarily walked in as I'm crying And I'm just like, okay, what the fuck am I going to do? He comes in and starts talking, and then he realizes, obviously something's going on, and he goes, are you sick? And I was like, no, I'm crying. And I swear to you guys, he didn't say a fucking word. He just retreated out of the fucking office, like Homer Simpson retreating back into those fucking bushes. He didn't say a fucking word to me. And it made me laugh, honestly, because crying really bothers some people. Anywho, you could get a personal trainer. I've had two personal trainers in my life. I have zero now, if that tells you anything. The first personal trainer, he was super ripped. He seemed cool from the beginning until he offered me steroids a few months in. Um, he would tell me that he would eat the daily leftovers from the cupcake factory that was across the street. Um, but then he would tell me that I needed to eat clean in order to get to where I wanted to go. Seemed hypocritical, right? But the straw that broke the camel's back was his unusual hatred for Beyonce. It had been a few months we'd been training together. And I can't believe that it took me that long to tell him how much I love Beyonce. But I was like, oh my God, yeah, I love Beyonce. And let me tell you, the rant that he went on about how much he fucking hates Beyonce, uh, the only thing I could say is, this will be your last day. And it was. The second trainer I liked a lot better. He knew the first trainer and confirmed that that trainer was on steroids. He was a good trainer until I saw him checking out my ass when I was tying my shoe, about to go to a dance class. And that was that. Um, I can't do a weighted squat in front of a trainer that I caught checking out my ass. It's too uncomfortable. It just, it just is. Breaking news, you heard it here first on The Rich Room. Joe Jonas and Sophia Turner are getting divorced. Actually, TMZ broke that story. I had a friend of mine write me and say, oh, no, I don't think it's true. I am a TMZ expert. And if TMZ these days breaks a story, there is a 90 to 98% chance that the story is true because they've gotten a confirmation from a reliable source. So the story reads that Joe... Jonas filed for divorce. Per TMZ, Joe apparently heard Sophia say something on the family ring camera that let him know the marriage was over. 
my thoughts on that. Number one, first and foremost, thank you. Another major celebrity divorce to take away from mine. And second, what do we think she said? The Jonas Brothers band is lame. I should have chosen Nick. You remind me of Joffrey? I hope they come to the best resolution for both of them. They have two young kids. Never want to see a family break up. Joe and Sophia, I have a therapist recommendation if you guys need it. I have gotten no voicemails and no texts. I am not upset about it because I did receive a lot of messages and DMs with positive feedbacks. And let me just say thank you from the bottom of my heart. Receiving such a great response so early on was completely unexpected, but greatly appreciated. Nonetheless, I need you to leave me voicemails or text me at 504-224-9919. I haven't received any questions yet. You can literally ask me anything. So now that my daughter is at college and I'm getting divorced, I'm alone most of the time, which is a huge change for me. I went from having a partner and a child 24-7 to being totally alone. I'm hyper aware that this drastic change could bring on bouts of depression and anxiety, and at times it has. But to combat that, I've started romanticizing all aspects of my life, which kind of has turned into like life enrichment, right? For example, I love frozen Cokes. I love going to get a frozen Coke. I make the entire frozen Coke trip exciting. I'll sing a frozen Coke song, chat with people working in the drive-thru. It's fun. I make it an event. I'm intentionally highlighting and magnifying the joy I get from getting a frozen Coke. I'm like Marine Kondo. Frozen Cokes spark joy. I'm sorry. Hold the fucking phone. I did just get a text message. It says, hey, Darren, fresh drop of Khalifa Kush Violet Fog. Oh, my. Ask about the grower circle. Buy two eights, get one deal. Good Lord, who is this? Who the fuck is Darren? Sharp turn and Bravo warning. If you don't like Bravo and if you don't like Real Housewives, fast forward through the next few minutes of this, okay? Because I'm about to go in. Real Housewives of New York. Iconic fucking show. However, Bravo has done a revamp. The former New York Housewives show got a bit depressing and a bit negative. Bravo tried to modernize the cast over the years, but it really didn't work. Um, I'm feeling like there is a shift in our culture happening right now. I feel like most people are extremely sick of seeing people on TV fighting, tearing each other down, going below the belt. I think people are just sick of that. I think what we want to see are people bettering themselves and working on themselves and evolving. I feel that's what the new cast of Real Housewives of New York represents all six new women they're not really friends naturally um but the they sort of run in the same circles and several work in the fashion industry so there's a little loose connection but they're not all 
friends, which I like. I basically like them all, but of course, some notes. Cy De Silva is a content creator, but kind of annoying. She won't shut the fuck up about food. Every single episode, she talks about where the food is. And at first, I kind of agreed with her. Um, Aaron's Weekend in the Hamptons, where's the food? Mm, where's the food? Aaron's Vow Renewal, where's the food? And I'm like, this bitch Aaron can't not be feeding people all over the board. And then I find out that pot pie. <laughs> and then I find out that Cy is a pescatarian. Bring your own shit, girl. Don't complain. Don't be that girl. I do, however, understand her need to bring her own toilet paper to the girl's trip in the Hamptons. I bet it was aloe infused, if I had to guess. Erin Leachy is chill as fuck. She has the absolute 90s chic wardrobe. I'm talking head to toe styled to perfection. She has three small kids and owns a construction and design business, which is super fucking impressive. Her husband, Abe, quoted Grateful Dead lyrics in their vow renewal. Um, but I'd like to say a few things about that. Number one, no one likes multiple speeches at a party. Two, the only time that is actually acceptable to do a speech is at a rehearsal dinner and maybe a wedding. Probably not a vow renewal, but you do you. Um, three, also, don't read your vows from your phone. It really kills the moment. Maybe use like a nice parchment paper. Fuck, even Abe used paper. So I'm really looking at you, Erin. I also did not care for the second look of the vow renewal. It was like broken glass, two-piece Shakira, Lady Gaga, circa 2002. I didn't like it. That's okay. Erin has a gorgeous house in the Hamptons. She's also Jewish. Shabbat Shalom, bitch. Jenna Lyons is absolutely lovely. She's the first lesbian queen on Housewives, former creative director of J. Crew. Hella fucking impressive. I don't think she would hang out with this crew, but for the show, um, but I think she's a great addition. Also, I think it's totally fine that she flew separately from the group and wanted to fly business class to Anguilla. I say vacation how you want a vacation. Cy and Brandy, like, hang out with us, hang out with us. How about just be so fun, welcoming, and inviting that Jenna wants to hang out with you instead of complaining that she's not hanging out with you? Maybe look inward. Whatever Jenna needs to do to prepare herself for a girl's trip is totally fine. I think the girls gave her way too hard of a time. Especially Bren. Bren Whitfield is vivacious. She's funny. I love her long fur ball cap sneaker look. I cannot figure out what she does for a living. Okay. Page six says that people are accusing her of being a sugar baby, which she is denying. Okay, fine. But Bren is definitely putting that impression out there, especially when she talks on the show about how she has her PhD in men with money. I think she was wrong for telling Aaron's husband, Abe, at the vow renewal that he should call her after he gets divorced from his current wife, Aaron, who he is about to renew his fucking vows. First off, Bryn wore white. Bryn wore 
white to the vow renewal. Now, it's not as egregious of an offense as wearing white to a wedding like some stupid fucking bitch did at my wedding. But when you're talking to the vow groom about getting divorced, the white bodycon dress coupled with the white fur jacket and the black sunglasses that you're wearing inside at night seems suspicious. Uba Hassan is a breath of fresh air. She's a gorgeously stunning model, cousins to Chanel Ayan on Dubai Housewives, and she's come out with a hot sauce line that I cannot wait to try. I'm going to see if I can get her to send me her hot sauce. And then we have Jessel. I have a feeling Jessel is going to have the toughest season of all the new housewives. I'm not a therapist, but I've been in therapy consistently for over a year, and you pick up some things. Jessel's crying out for help. She revealed very early on in the season that she and her husband have not had sex since before her one-year-old twins were born. I feel like it's a cry for help. Also, her husband is saying that he's going to go to Vietnam by himself. Um, I think we all know what happens in Vietnam. Okay, totally separate from the husband's sex issue, but Jessel complains nonstop. She seems super insecure, and her priorities are really skewed. Um, the scene between her and her husband where they're discussing to send their twins to school, the twins are like one years old. And they're looking at $62,000 for tuition. That is absolutely fucking insane. My, I went to public school. My kid went to public school. She turned out great. I turned out, well, the jury's still out on that. So, Jessel and her husband say in this scene that they don't have the energy and they don't have the time to have sex due to the stressors from the twins. I call bullshit. Don't bullshit a bullshitter. They literally have time in that moment where they're telling each other they don't have enough time to have sex to have sex. There's another scene where they go on a date night. Yet another opportunity. My point is, it ain't about not having time and energy. I fully believe that Jessel and her husband should seek some counseling again i have recommendations jessel dm me i feel like jessel should read the book that i am currently reading called come as you are very cleverly titled the surprising new science that will transform your sex life it was recommended to me by my therapist um i told her that i think that i might be asexual and she was like mm, Probably not. Here's this book. So far, I really like the book. It has already addressed many, many questions and insecurities I had about sex. I realized that for the past 34 years, I've been living in accordance to what I thought other people wanted or what other people found attractive. I've had some weird hang-ups on dressing how I think a mom should dress or how I think a lawyer should dress. Fuck that shit. For the first time ever, I'm making clothing choices based solely on what I like and want, which feels like a very different experience. 
Do I want to wear Beyonce tour merch 24-7? Yes. Do I want Beyonce's new black crop top that says cunty on it? You bet your sweet ass I do. Do you want to go down this road with me? Because if we go down this road, you're going to need snacks. Jessel, I think this could help. I feel that Jessel is probably going to get the most criticism this season. But I also think that that means she could have the greatest comeback. Jessel and her husband, they just, they just need a little prayer. That's what my eye doctor tried to give me, a little prayer. I had LASIK. I'm sure lots of people have had this. I had LASIK years ago. And, of course, there is a condition that can develop after LASIK that happens to, like, 2% of the population. And your girl is just that rare. I had to go back to the doctor for an emergency eye surgery, which is kind of scary. And whenever we went for the second surgery, I'm there. And the dude, the eye doctor, he's super fucking religious. Now, that doesn't bother me. I don't give a shit. So... He came into the room before the surgery and he looks at me and he goes, can we pray together? And I'm like, okay. I mean, I'm Jewish, but like mm, heavy on the ish. You know what I'm saying? And he was like started to pray. And I'm just like thinking to myself, we didn't do this the first time. Maybe if we had prayed the first time, I wouldn't have this fucking complication. But we prayed and it was fine. It was lovely. It can't fucking hurt, right? Mine's fine. It kind of feels like I have astigmatism, but I just don't give a fuck anymore. I just, I can see fine. Well, that's all, folks. Don't forget to leave a voicemail or text your questions, comments, and critiques to 504-224-9919. Or even if you just want to tell a story, bitch about something, or yell at me. I'll take anything. Follow me at Lindsay underscore Sobel and also follow the Rich Room podcast. Leave us five stars everywhere and enjoy your fucking day. See you later, sinners. Yeah.